Awesome. Well, this past week I was driving west on Route 30, and I was heading into Gap. I almost ran off the road because there in this billboard was a picture of Dennis Cunningham. I mean, his head must be 14 feet high. You know, it's like, oh, my word. And it said, wanted employees come and work for Gap Power or something like that anyway. But uh, yeah, so if you drive west on Route 30 and you're heading into Gap, make sure you, well, you can't miss it, actually. Dennis's picture up on a billboard. A few days ago, I found out that the Pillsbury spokesman, Pop and Fresh, passed away from a severe case of heat exhaustion. Pop and Fresh was buried in one of the largest funeral ceremonies for quite some time. Some of the other celebrities who attended were Mrs. Butterworth, Aunt Jemima, Betty Crocker, Hungry Jack, Skippy, and Peter Pan. Aunt Jemima was one of the speakers, and she described Pop and Fresh as a man who never knew how much he was needed. Pop and Fresh rose quickly in show business, but later on in his life was filled with many turnovers. Even as a crusty old man, he was still considered a role model for many. His funeral was at 3.50 for 20 minutes. I came across this story this week, and it's like, oh, my soul, that is good. <laughs> I'm glad Lana was gone because I was just howling in my office. When I was reading, like, oh, man, this is awesome. This is great, man. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, but it was just, it was really good. So, all right, well, let's pray. God, we thank you for laughter, that we can just laugh at some silly things. God, now as we look into your word, we ask that your spirit would speak to us. Lord, we need your spirit to speak to us. We need your spirit to teach us this morning, to encourage us in our faith walk with you. So God, thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, three weeks ago, I preached a sermon on crowns and how we are going to receive crowns from God. By the way, have you enjoyed the guest speakers that we have had so far? I tell you what, they were a blessing to my heart. It's just been awesome to hear these different speakers and for the next four weeks, we'll be hearing four different speakers, and I'm just really excited. So it's been a good summer so far. But I spoke on how God is going to reward us for the things that we do. And mostly the things that we are to do, or, or that, that we will get rewarded for, are things that we're supposed to do as Christians. And I highlighted a number of verses. I'm just going to briefly run through these just to, again, get them into your head. Ephesians 6, 7, and 8 says, Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people, 
remember that the Lord will reward each of us for the good we do. Revelation 22, 12. Look, I am coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. 2 Corinthians 5.10 For we, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Now, I also mentioned that these rewards have nothing to do with salvation because Salvation is a gift from God. It's not something that we can earn. So salvation is a gift from God. This, this has nothing to do with salvation at all. And as I was pondering this whole sermon this week, um, in fact, Ross was in my office Wednesday morning talking, and I said, you know, when people die, sometimes we say that they go to their eternal reward. And as I was thinking about that, it's like, well, no, wait, that can't be right. Because if heaven is a, an eternal reward, then we have to earn it, right? So I don't know. I just had that thought this week. Um, if you want to talk to me more about that, yeah, let, let's talk. I'd love to hear your input on that because it's like, well, is, is that right or not? So, and Dr. Gerhardt left because I was going to put him on the spot. So, you know, Dr. Gerhardt, since you're the expert, why don't you share? But he had to go to, to do a funeral. So, but yeah, so, you know, think about that. You know, is when a person dies, is he going to his eternal reward? I just thought I'd throw that out there. Get you thinking. The rewards that we get are the result of the good deeds that we do here on earth. And the Bible calls them crowns. For some reason, that's the picture that we have. In 1 Corinthians 9.25, says this, Everyone who competes in the games, they were the Isthmian games back then. Paul was writing, and as he was comparing the Christian life to the Isthmus Games, which is like our Olympic Games. It says, everyone who competes in the Games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Now, we have no description what those crowns are going to look like. Um, it just says, a crown that will last forever. And then we find five different crowns mentioned in the Bible, five specific crowns. The first crown that I want to mention is called the victor's crown, and that is given to those who are disciplined in their Christian life. The second crown is the crown of rejoicing, and it is given to those who share their faith, who share about Jesus. The third crown that is found in the Bible. It's called the crown of righteousness, and it's for those who desire to see Jesus. The fourth crown we looked at was the crown of life, and that crown is given to those who keep the faith. The fifth crown we saw was the crown of glory, and that's given to those who lead well in the church. So, these crowns can be earned by, by all of us. 
In fact, every day we can earn these crowns. We can earn these rewards. And I'm wondering, you know, well, if we can earn these crowns, can we lose these crowns? Well, we can lose the crowns in the aspect of we have not earned them. We are given the opportunity to earn the crowns, but we fall short, and because of choices that we have made, we don't earn the crowns. So we can't really lose the crown, but we can lose the opportunity to earn more crowns. And, you know, I thought, well, that's interesting because, you know, God allows circumstances to come into our lives. God allows different events to happen to us that give us opportunities to to earn these crowns. And as, as we face these difficult circumstances, you know, are, are, we, are we keeping the faith? Um, these choices that we make are based on our, our belief about God and belief about ourselves. If we really believe that God is going to help us through these difficult circumstances, that he is not going to leave us nor forsake us, but he is going to give us the strength and the faith that we need and he is faithful to stick with us, you know, our choices will be a whole lot different than, you know, well, I got to deal with this myself. I'm just going to do this. So the choices that we make as we are facing situations in our lives are going to help us earn crowns or lose the opportunity to earn crowns. Then there are those people who are caught up with the things of this world that we lose sight of, that we're just passing through this time here on earth. It's, it's like, um, if you remember back when you were in school, you had to go through, you know, 12 years of schooling, and then you graduated, and that's sort of like this time here on earth. It's like we're, we're in the Lord's school getting us ready, preparing us, helping us to learn and grow and get shaped and molded, and then we graduate to heaven, to our final home. And it's there where we are going to be given these crowns for the things that we have done here on the earth. 2 John 8 says, watch out that you do not lose what you have worked for, but that you may be fully rewarded. John was dealing with false teachers here, and people were getting other ideas that salvation was through Christ alone. And so John's like, hey guys, look, this is what we have taught you. We have worked hard to clearly show you that this is the truth. Don't get caught up with these other ideas that you don't get your full reward because you have lost out on the opportunities to earn more rewards. So we can lose out on rewards because we responded in the wrong way. The choices that we have made were the wrong choices. And so we can lose out on earning rewards because of decisions that we have made. But there's also another way that we can lose out on rewards as well. And that can, that's found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. It says this, Watch out 
Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do it as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. And if you drop down to verses 5 and 6, we see this. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that this is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. See, we can lose out on our rewards because our motivation is selfishness. What motivates you to do the good deeds? What motivates you to do certain things? Is it so that people will recognize you, people will see you, and you get patted on the back, hey, well done. Jesus said, look, that's all the reward they're going to get is the praise of other people because you have done it with a selfish motive. You've done it so that you get the glory and the honor, not because you did it for the glory of God. Which I kind of think probably a number of pastors are going to lose out on rewards because, you know, it's all about them. And we have seen pastors who have got caught up in those things and are no longer in ministry. My thought is, and you may not agree with this, but my thought is I think nursery workers are going to get the most rewards. For one, it's a tough job. You got dirty, stinky diapers. And the people that I know that are in the nursery serving are there because they love the kids and they love God and they want to serve. So that's my take on it, is that probably the nursery workers are going to have the biggest rewards in heaven because they do it with a pure motivation. 1 Corinthians 4, 5 says this, Therefore judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. Proverbs 16, 2. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. See, we may put on a front that, hey, we are doing this to help our brother, but maybe we're doing this to help our brother so that he does something for us in return. God knows our motives. And in the end, 1 Corinthians 3, 11 to 15, 
In fact, I learned something from Dr. Gerhardt. Dr. Gerhardt said that 1 Corinthians 3, 11 to 15 is Menno Simon's life verses. This is what he built his whole career on. thought, hey, that's pretty cool. 1 Corinthians 3, 11 to 15. For no one can lay a foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Again, this judgment's not about our sins, okay? It's about the works that we have done here on earth, the good deeds that we have done. As a Christian, our sins are forgiven. Romans 8.1 says that. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. This judgment... The judgment seat of Christ, or the Bema seat, as we saw three weeks ago, is about being judged for our good deeds. So God wants to reward you. God wants to give you rewards. That's why he allows so many things into your life, the challenges into your life, so that you can earn even more rewards. But we can lose out. We can lose out by making wrong choices, by responding in the wrong way, by doing things out of selfishness instead of out of love for God. And that's what Andrew King's sermon was about last week, about knowing God, that we're here to serve God. We're here to know Him. It's all about God, not about ourselves. So, are you, learned, are you earning rewards? Or are you losing out rewards because of your choices that you have made? I have some questions to ask to see if your response, to see if your motives are pure. Let's take a look at some of these questions. Question number one, if no one ever knows what I am doing in giving, serving, sacrificing, would I still do it? If there was no visible payoff for doing this, would I still do it? Number three, would I joyfully take a lesser position if God asked me to? Number four, am I doing this for the praise of others or how it makes me feel? That was kind of a rough one for me. It's like, you know, hey, I want to serve because... I know how I feel when I help somebody. I feel good. So am I doing it for that feeling or am I doing it for God's glory? Number five, if I had to suffer for continuing what God has done to me, um, suffer, <laughs> if I had to suffer for continuing what God has called me to do, would I continue? If others misunderstood or criticized my actions, would I stop? 
If those whom I am serving never show gratitude or repay me in any way, will I still do it? Do I judge my success or failure based on my faithfulness to what God has asked me to do or how I compare with others? Some tough questions there when we take a look at our motives. So friends, we have a chance to earn rewards every day. And as I shared three weeks ago, once we get those crowns, once we get those rewards, we're going to cast them back at Jesus' feet because we understand that it is Him who gave us the power to do them. It is Him who gave us the ability to do those good deeds. It is Him who gave us the strength to stand up when things got tough. And so we cast them back at Jesus' feet because He is the one who is worthy of all the honor and the glory and the praise. So today we have a chance to earn rewards. This week we have a chance to earn rewards. And wouldn't it be great to have a huge pile of crowns to give back to God, to show Him, I did this for you. I did this for you. That's my challenge. Go and do that this week. I'm going to ask you to stand. And we're going to sing the doxology together. I'm going to try to start you on key. But let's give the honor and glory to God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Folks, have a great week and earn those crowns. God bless.